Transfiguration, the disciples had glimpsed the glory, the greatness, the majesty of God. Now everyone sees it down at the bottom of the mountain. Jesus' eternal kingdom glimpsed in the here and now, in the squalor of our world. So who here can juggle? Anyone juggle? I can do one. Yeah? Okay. There you go. I'm going to do one. I struggle when it comes to two. There you go. I, I really can't do three. Um, anyone else? Anyone, anyone want to have a go? Anyone, anyone good at juggling? Anyone good at juggling? Andrew, can you, could you show us how possibly... Come on, this must be someone else. One of the young people want to have a go? I've been practicing. Andrew, can you, you can do that, can you? Are these your socks? They're clean. They're clean socks. I had some juggling balls, but I left them on holiday, I remembered, last night. It's very frustrating. Oh, yes. Very nice. <laughs> and tricks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. That was like the difference between the disciples and Jesus. Okay. The disciples, the man had come in desperation to them and said, please can you heal my son? And the disciples, well, they didn't, did they? But then he brought him to Jesus and it, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't a challenge for Jesus. He just spoke. And it's not that, it's not, I mean, learning to juggle is a great thing, it's a great trick to, to learn. But with Jesus, it's just power. It is greatness, it is majesty, it's who he is. As he encounters evil, he banishes it and heals this boy. And that means for you and me, we don't need to be afraid of spiritual opposition. We might encounter it at all times in our lives. Some countries you go to and you can kind of feel it in the atmosphere, the sort of spiritual opposition. Other times it's just when we're at work we feel that spiritual opposition or just when we're on our own and we're tempted. We can come under great pressure but Jesus is so much greater, always. And whatever we're facing in life, Jesus is greater. Actually the verse tells us that, the verse we skipped tells us that if um, the disciples had actually trusted Jesus, they could have helped the boy. But it would still have been Jesus healing, even if the disciples were involved. Just as it's Jesus who protects you, Jesus who protects me. It's not that, oh, I've been a Christian for however long I've been a Christian. I'm strong now. Yes, I can take on. No, 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 no. I'm weak. He's strong. He's great. Not me, not you. Uh, but because he's so strong and powerful, he protects us as we put our trust in him. It means the reaction to the crowd is absolutely right. They were all amazed at the greatness of God. They didn't yet work out who Jesus was, but they could see that God was at work. Now, I don't know whether you ever read a newspaper, um, but um, here's yesterday's. And if it's, a, if it's a newspaper written by proper journalists rather than just sort of made up on the internet... Um, then it means that the journalist has done something for you. You weren't there when this happened, whatever this picture's from, but a journalist was at this thing they want to tell you about, 
and they've taken some pictures and they've told you what happened so that you can know about it. And that's what a good journalist does. See? And that's what we've got here with Luke's Gospel too and the other Gospels. Luke's talked to people and written down what happened so that you can know and that I can know. So that we can know the certainty of the things that we've been taught. Yeah? Now, we've skipped over Jesus' comment in verse 41. Maybe go back to that. We're going to spend some more time on it next week. Um, He's saying something to the whole generation, uh, including the crowds, including the disciples, and it's saying, he's saying they're unbelieving when it comes to God. Not much changes, does it? Uh, we live now in a world where we, people think that unbelief is neutral. Kind of, you know, it's okay to not be a believer. It's kind of neutral. Uh, you might look at the evidence yeah, and decide whether you believe or not. And as a church, we really do encourage us all to look at the evidence. It's why we started with that question, why can we be sure? Why? So, so we know ourselves and we can explain to others And also because for many people, they they discover Jesus as they start to look at the evidence. It's why we're running Alpha and um, it's not too late to join tonight at five o'clock. If you're free, uh, do come, do bring friends. That's the idea of the course right through it. But notice that for Jesus, unbelief isn't something okay, neutral. It's something perverse in a world that God's made. And it all points back to him and his goodness. More on that next week. Uh, But as we close, the biggest surprise, at least for me, is Jesus' reaction to our unbelief. Did you see it there in verse 41, the last bit he says? How long will I stay with you and put up with you? That's what godly frustration sounds like. And it gives just a glimpse of what a challenge it is for Jesus to put up with us being the way that we are. Presumably on the Mount of Transfiguration, as he's there in the glory of God with Moses and Elijah, he could have presumably returned to heaven then, uh, like he would do after the cross and the resurrection. But he stayed because he loves us. He came down from the mountain just like he came down from heaven because he loves us. How long? Well, a little detail in Luke's story that I've highlighted already that the boy is the father's only son like Jesus is the only son of God. That little detail just gives us a clue as to his mission. You see, just like the only son of the father in the story, was twisted and convulsed by evil. So the only Son of God has come down from heaven, from glory, into the mess of our world to be crucified, to be twisted, to be convulsed as he takes on responsibility for your sin and my sin, the sin of the world, and dies in agony in our place. How long? 
will he put up with us? Long enough to die for us, to bring us back. That's how much it costs. And that's how much he loves us. God wants you and he wants me to know the certainty of the things we've been taught. And most of all, the certainty of his love.